0: This one is called Real Freedom.
1: Not like the other one wasn't, but we're going to begin to talk about the freedom from the perspective of God's hand and God's move. I want to talk about entitlement. But I want to talk about entitlement from a good place. There are things that we are entitled to. As I said in last week's message, I, I don't Go to God anymore with this? Well, your word says it's mine, so it's mine. So where is the attitude? Right? I go to him like God. Your word says it's mine. I know it's mine. If you would be so kind, you know, I'd greatly appreciate. It if you just look out for
0: me. You know what I'm saying? I, and I've
1: learned that God moves faster when I speak to Him with that kind of respect and honor than to come to the. Well, your word says. And even if you don't come that hard, still, sometimes we come with a, a, a sense of entitlement that kind of, if we're not careful, we try to put God on the floor of the mm-hmm. circle. And, and I think that in this season, I'm realizing all the blessings of God. I remember when the apartment in Florida came, and I won't go through the whole thing, and all the furniture came on the way there, and all these things happened. but I remember saying to God when I was sleeping on the couch in the office, God, I just want a bed. I just want a place to lay in my head. I, I, you know, I'm tired of sleeping on this couch. I'll stay here for 10 years if that's what you want. But if you would be so kind, I would just like my own bed. And I remember him saying to me, show me a vision, quick vision of where I lived it wasn't enough for me to discern where it was and anything. And he said, I got you. I'm gonna do that for you. And it was a, a sense of knowing in my heart from that moment that he, he had he was gonna do. I didn't know the how, I didn't know the when. I already told him, if you want me here for 10 years, I'll stay here. Honey. But I'll put word out.
0: You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Just look out for a Um
1: I learned something from that experience. I wasn't sitting, was sitting there watching the pot. I wasn't putting God on the calendar and telling him so, so it's going, so going to happen. I just trusted that I asked a loving God to help me with a loving heart. I want us as believers to start to receive the Powerful blessings of God, but I want us to receive it from a place of humility and love. Only person you should be raising your voice to and speaking that tone to is the enemy. Say Himself. You should be reminding Him of the world with that tone. But to our Father, it should always be with a loving heart. His promises are so grand and so great to a people so unworthy, ah, there you go. still unworthy. I, I don't care if you covered with the blood and saved mm-hmm. Jesus and you are worthy because of his blood, but just let's not forget, that's the only reason you're worthy, mm-hmm. is because of that blood. Other than that, you're still as funky as you were, you're probably doing a lot of the same mess you did before you got saved, if not all the time, slipping into it here and there. We're still not naturally worthy of the goodness of God. This is grace. Would you agree? Yes, right. So, as I start to now go deeper into some of these promises, I mean, we've covered some deep stuff. And last week I talked more about us now being used by God to get his word to people more so than to try to get stuff to ourselves. Right. We're supposed to be trying to get the gift of God that we have to others. Um, I'm going to lay this down. I want you to think about this for a minute. God didn't call you.
0: Are you listening to me? Yes, sir. He didn't call you so you can just receive from him. Receiving from him has levels. You listening? Yes, sir. Okay, what will be? I'm
1: a vessel. You can be a teacup. You can be a pitcher, You can be a gallon jug. You can be a a, a barrel, an oil barrel. <clears throat> Whatever it is, you're still the vessel, your container right?
0: mm-hmm.
1: of God. Your container.
0: Mm-hmm. Let me sit sits there. I, I I gotta be, I gotta go in a little bit. But what are we a container of?
1: We can be a container of lots of things. Mm-hmm. I realize in my life there's like there's been times where it's 50 God, 25 flesh, mm-hmm. 25 the devil. Mm-hmm. Then there's times where it's 75 God, mm-hmm. we're still 25 flesh. Right. And I watch that container, depending on how I minister to it, go from being full to being on each. Yes, sir. There's times it's been all me. And God's still there because of the salvation and his grace. Mm-hmm. But this word right here rolling the boat, right. driving the car, turning the wheel, hitting the brakes, I'm still calling the shot. Right. So I'm a vessel, and I'm still his vessel, but how much he gets to operate depends on who I am and what I'm committed to at the season and time. Mm-hmm. The people over there, y'all can sit here, so I don't have to keep, I don't want to sleep sleeping. Um, and some of y'all can move a little close and all that. Yeah, just so yeah, just, just, just get in. COVID, it. COVID COVID stuff is gone. Thank you. Move on in. Get on get on over here. close. Closer. Yeah, we we'll thank you, Chef. Thank you, everybody. Thank you. you. That's that feels so much better. Yes, I know you're gonna have to do some bad things, but we'll... so we're a container, we're a vessel. Uh, how much God is in control depends on how much time we're spending or how much, how much we're giving to God. Got that? No, no, no. I'm gonna Make sure. I want you to hear the words. I want you to catch the spirit of it. We're always God's. But how much control he has is dependent on how much we'll make ourselves available as his vessel. And that goes up and down in time. I'm always the Lord. I'm like, no, 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 do not, no, do not. You know those times you say, God, remember that day on, on that uh, on the prayer course. She said, Lord, I'll be right back.
0: Uh-huh.
1: <laughs> and then she went in. Yeah, listen. Yes. Um, there's times we say, Lord, yes, hold on a me. I'm gonna be right back. <clears throat> now, now that we are aware that we are God's vessels, and we we're aware then. What we feed on decides what we're full of. Yes. You know, sometimes yes. we're full of stuff. Yes. Amen. Yes. Yes. All right, with that said, if I'm God's vessel and God's filling me, He's filling me for a purpose. Mm-hmm. You're with me? Yes, sir. Sure? Yes, sir. Let's say right now, let's just pretend we're all full of God let Let's just take that journey. We're all 100% full of all what God wants us to be and do. All of us walking with God. No mistakes anywhere. We're pretending. Let's use our God imagination. Let's call it by faith. Whatever you want to call it.
0: What are we now full for?
1: What are we full for? We're full of God for what? For what purpose? Are we full of God? We're all full of God right now. Ninety-nine point nine 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 nine. What are we full for? Right. To pour out. There you go. We're full of God to pour out. So if we 50% God and 50% flesh, when we pour out, we're pouring out some flesh, yes, we're pouring out some God. I just want us to have a real conversation. Right. To do that. We're pouring out some flesh, but we're pouring out some God and sometimes a little more flesh than God depending on what's on the top of the back (laughs) because the stuff on top get poured out this ain't scriptural I'm just trying to give us something that we can relate to so I have to realize when God fills me he fills me to pour out he has me to pour out so he can be filled so God wants us on a Refilling and redistributing mission all the time. That's what we're called to, right? So sometimes I pour out God and then I don't let enough God in and then flesh starts to fill up the balance. And as a minister of the gospel, you're pouring out. But then if you're not taking the proper time to be poured into or to be refilled, then you've seen me go to the place where I'm frustrated, and I'm angry, and don't nobody care about me, because you don't pull all your God out right. people, right. hoping somebody's gonna pour something back on you. Right. And when they don't, now you're in the place that your emotions and everything is taking charge of who you are at that time and season. Mm-hmm. Then I get myself alone, and God, says, the God me. that's why I send you to Florida. Just mm-hmm. get over there and get quiet and get full. Right. Amen. So when you regularly ready to go pour again, you refill. Took me a while to figure this out, but I'm learning it. Am I speaking to y'all? Yes. Are you right. getting those online? Can I get a thumb up or something like that? How many of you believe right now you'll need a refill, mm-hmm. you need, need, need to be topped off for sure. Yes. <laughs> yes. You know, and, and if you keep getting full, mm. even the, the, the mess that's in there will spill over yes. and run down the side. Yes. The impurities will run out as we keep getting full. I didn't plan to stay on this this long. I was just wanted to make a point, but it just, it just got good to me, and I just figured I'd just feed you with. Me. So God began to show me. Okay, so this is this is a season of evaluating why I called you and promised you all these great and precious promises and gifts, prosperity and health and wellness and all this stuff, not for you to be. But for you to be about. Follow mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Not for you just to have so you, look how God is blessing. It's so funny mm-hmm. because looking at some um, stuff online, I sent this clip, y'all you know, remember the brothers, Rick Ross thing, mm-hmm. and right. somebody who I will name just took it and twisted it all out of proportion. And to say, like I was trying to say, his flaws and then talking about his house and his banshee. I was talking about his feelings versus Bitcoin versus, you know, yeah. you know what he knows and understands. Invest, invest in what you know. Different story. My point is, there's a purpose for God for us to have that. And for us to have that is so that we become what's on social media now, TV, mm-hmm. whatever, pouring out right. what God is pouring into us. Mm-hmm. And as we pour out, He pours in. So increase. For me, it's supposed to be opportunity. Let <laughs> your see, I know where I need to stop and let your hear. I don't wanna just keep going. Yes, sir. Increase is supposed to be opportunity. I got more money, what do I do with more money? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I got more time, then what do I do with that time? Netflix all day, well, yeah, well, you can do that, but you can also, look, you know, there's, there's some word stuff in Netflix that you could be filling with you know, and opportunity. Well, what did he give me that for? Well, now I'm starting to realize what's people saying to me, yeah, man, I would love to come before, man. I get my money up. Well, look, all you got to do is grab a bag. I got a I got space. I you know, I've got a cart. Just come on out and chill. It's there. Then it says got a hotel room. I got a room right there. Go ahead in the room, close the door, and have a good time. My point is God blesses us, fills us, so we can distribute
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I
1: don't need to beat that in anymore. We're good. But it's helpful. Yes, Yes, Yes. sir. Now,
0: so what do I want to be filled with in this season of my life? That's the next phase. Listen to me, I got scriptures, but it's gonna be a little chat.
1: In this season of my life, I've come to the reality of what I need to be focused on in terms of my refueling of the It's a horrible thing when the gets up there said, all y'all need to spend the time, all you need to be fasting, y'all need to be coming before the Lord, and y'all need to not be doing this, and not, and it's like, you're telling everybody that where God is challenging you is where everybody else should be challenged, and that's not true. You should be challenged where God is calling and challenging you right now. So my question is, where is God asking you to be full in this season? And what place in your life do you feel God is saying to you, you know, God, I know I'm not really right. right. Yeah, 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 I don't care about that. Right now, if we can get you to fix this, that will fall in place. Because a lot of times the thing you think is the problem is not the problem. It's, it's, that's the manifestation. But the source of it is not the thing you're doing wrong, right? It's something deeper inside. It's a pain maybe that's never been healed. There's a, you follow what I'm saying? That's yeah. There's things inside of you um, of fears that have never been addressed, or conversations that have never been had that are now bubbled out the top of you and coming out as poison that if you get cleaned by God somewhere else that you think has nothing to do with that, brings you to a place where God can now use you the way he wants to, that problem you think is your problem, you turn around one day and go, Oh, I don't even do that anymore. Wow. I didn't even realize it. It's just gone. Did somebody other than me bear witness with that? You've seen that in your own life? The thing you thought was the problem of problems, all of a sudden God deal with something else, and then that problem disappeared. And you're like, Oh. So it wasn't lack of finances, it was I just wasn't obeying him right here. There was one thing in my stream blocking up the flow. And I got that thing out and then looked down
0: the river and I was like, oh, everything is flourishing now. Let
1: me take it a different place. Taking the job you know you ain't supposed to take. Now you are frustrated every day, going to work, praying to God to give you peace. And I'm like, I am like, I got peace with you, but it's over there. You can stay there you want and try to make it come, but it's not gonna to come to you, you're gonna have to get up and go to where I am. Why? Back to the vessel. Because what you're trying to pour out on this job, ain't nobody receiving. But if you was working over there where he called you work, some people hungry are waiting for what you got. They're ready for you. You're looking at me kind of serious. Am I, am I like, am I going too deep with this or? Right okay, like, you like in class? What class it is, baby? I, I take that. With these simple understandings that I just laid out, God wants so much more for you than you want for yourselves. His dreams for you are so much bigger than you even have touched them. And the things that you think will make you happy and satisfi- satisfied—I'm here to tell you—they will not. They will please you temporarily. Right? Remember when you first got your job? You was like, "Pop, this is cool, this is right across the street." Now, now it's a job. You've been there a while. That's where I pay my bills. But destiny starts saying, "Hmm." And something inside of you that says, "I want more than this." And then. Then the flesh rises up and the enemy says to you, shame on you. Some Christian group, they want more than this. You need to be thankful for what you got. Well, I am thankful for what I have. But something inside of me is screaming for more. And I am not going to ever be ashamed or embarrassed about that and neither should you. Amen. Amen. Do you think that God doesn't want more? I know that's a person that mess you up right there. If God didn't want more, he would have sent his son. And then not only would he not send his son, kept his funky world going and tried to collect as many as he can get before he ends this planet. His word says that. Yes. Trying to get as many souls as he can. After he got everybody saved back then, he could say, okay, we out. Out. Done. He let generations and generations continue to be born and continue to sin. Right. It ain't getting better in the earth. It's getting worse. Like I'm thinking, he would pour the plug every minute. And I've been hearing for for, for I mean, it was like, like like this 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 world was on life support, just like right. yeah. because in my opinion, from looking and I'm going, God, it's getting worse. Mm-hmm. You know, it's going to happen. Your word says it's going to get worse.
0: How much more do you
1: need? Almost every decade or two, Mm -hmm. some minister, some pastor, some leader rises up and says, the end is near. Mm -hmm. It's near. Any minute now. I I remember they told me the end of the world was going to be 1975. I'm old enough to remember. They said, 1975, it was prophesied, boom, they got word. Uh, Prince started with 2000. He made a whole song about 1999, right? So there's been time, and here we are 20 years past that, waiting for some other kook to come up with the next deadline. The reason why I call him a kook, because Jesus said, no man knows the time of the hour, but my father, man. So if you come to me say, I got a word from God that there's a time, well then some man knows the time and now you done told everybody so every man knows the time right. and God said that Jesus told us that ain't going down like that in right. a moment in the twinkling of an eye pop just like that one is dead and one step away two in the field one is gone right. man, he ain't giving you no announcement right. mm-hmm. he ain't sending out invitations when is time is time right so back to my main point so what are we
0: here for? I'm going to submit this to you. I want you to sit with this. To optimize it, like
1: he's giving you. He's giving you. To gather up as much as you call together to be a distributor of what he's called you to distribute.
0: Mm-hmm. So let's, let's get some scriptures in here. Let's get some verses. I got so many notes. Oh my god. Let's go to Joel chapter two. Joe, Joel,
1: Joel. Joe Joe. Not Joe, not J-O-B. Okay. Joel. Joel. We're ready now.
0: Let me get to my book. Let me know. We're ready? Not Joe, Joe.
1: Are we ready? Yes. Yeah. Now keep in mind my setup, everything I said starting in. And now watch, Start at verse one, blow the trumpet in Zion, sound the alarm on the holy hill, that all who live in the land tremble, for the day of the Lord is coming. It is close at hand. Just, Just pause for a moment. They're saying it back then,
0: right?
1: What's the point? That the Lord's move is not close. You're listening to me. Yes, sir. It should be a state of heart and mind, and you should always live like the Lord is coming any second. That's what the Word says. So when these people come up and say the move coming up, the Lord is close. Long as they stay away from dates, they're all right with me. But the Lord is close, and the Lord is there, and salvation is here. All this is true, and here's why: because salvation right now is. Two seconds from now and every second and tomorrow you could be gone or the person right next to you could be gone or whatever's happening can change in a minute and salvation is at hand. Boom, right on the spot. You don't have tomorrow. You don't know. Tomorrow's not guaranteed to you. You don't know. Unless he told you that specifically, you don't know. So when he says the day is at hand, he's talking about every individual life. Probably hundreds of thousands of people die a second. I don't know the numbers, but I know they do. Sad, sad thing. Is that thing with the school out there? I don't want to get all into it. Just they send their kids to school to have a beautiful day. And just like that, right? People say 19 lives. No, 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 no. Not 19. Them, their mothers, their sisters, their brothers, their aunts, their uncles, their community, the children they would have given birth to, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Generations have been affected. Right. One moment.
0: Salvation is at hand. It's always at the door. Any second, any minute, any time. The Lord, the day of
1: the Lord's coming is close at hand. A day of darkness and gloom, a day of clouds and blackness, like dawn spreading across the mountains, a large and mighty army comes, such as never was in ancient times, nor will ever be in the ages to come. It's talking about the end of time. This is this is like a, a breakthrough book of Revelation. But I want you to see something. We keep going. Before them fire devours; behind them flames blaze. Before the land is like a garden of Eden. Behind them, a desert of Nothing escapes them. They have the appearance of horses. You see, I've read Revelations. Yeah. Right? They gallop like cavalry with a noise like that of chariots. They, heap, they, they leap over mountaintops like a crack of fire, consuming stubble, like a mighty army drawn up for battle. Are you seeing this? Listen to it. Stay with me with this. At the sight of them, nations are in anguish and every face turns pale. They charge like warriors. They scale walls like soldiers. They all march in line, not swerving from their course. He's saying this is what the coming of the Lord is going to look like. Mm-hmm. This is disastrous. Mm-hmm. So when he says it's close at hand, he's saying, Keep your eye open. They do not jostle each other each march straight ahead. They plunge through the fences without breaking ranks. It's a mighty troop right here, boy. They rush upon cities, they run along the walls, they climb into the houses. Like thieves, they enter through the windows. Before the earth shakes, before them the earth shakes, the heavens tremble, the sun and the moon are darkened and the stars no longer shine. The Lord thunders at the head of his army, his voice is beyond number, his forces, I mean, are beyond number, and the mighty is the army that obey his command. The day of the Lord is great and dreadful. Who can endure it? Keep going. Even now, declares the Lord, return to me with all your heart, with fasting and weeping and mourning, rend your heart and not your garments. I'm going to explain that to you Let we finish the verse and I'll explain it to you. Return to the Lord your God, for he is gracious and compassionate, slow to anger and abounding in love, and he relents from singing calamity. Return to him, and he'll 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 relent or change his mind about doing this. So tune in with me for a second. I read a lot. Talks about when the judgment comes, it's going to be a horrible day. Who can stand it? From the fear to the trembling to the everything. You saw how the world acted out with COVID. Imagine it being a million times worse than where everybody's life is afraid. Watch people now afraid of these random shooters. But he's saying it'd be worse than that. They'll be coming from everywhere. From the realms of the heavens. Like chariots. You can hear them marching. You can hear the crack. Lord leading them. Coming through windows. Coming through doors. And no stopping. Like a, a spiritual infestation. But then he goes on and says this. Rend your heart. Not your garments. And I want who needs me to explain that? If you read in the, in the Old Testament, David and all of them, whenever they were convicted of sin, they would rip their clothes, put sackcloth and ashes on. And sackcloth, who, who doesn't know what sackcloth is? It's a rough kind of sack. It's like a potato sack. Yeah. So they would take off their, their fine clothes, and they would rip them back They would take them and lay them aside. They repented to be, they would rip their beautiful garments. They were put on a sackcloth with ashes. Ashes already scratchy. Yeah. And now you're going to cover yourself with ash. And then you're going to put on a potato sack on top of it. So everything about you just feels itchy and uncomfortable. Right. What they're doing is they're saying to their flesh, you've led me to a place that I now am making you suffer right. so that my heart is pure before right. the Lord. Basically, it's a desire to tell your flesh, I am no longer serving to please you. Your pleasure is not important. Amen. Amen. God, I'm doing this as a show to you that I am truly contrite. You with me? Now stay with me. Because here's what he says. Rend your heart, not your garment. I don't need your sackcloth and your ashes. I need you to tie this. This is what needs to be changed. Your inner man needs to be changed. I don't, I'm, I'm tired of you doing the routine Right. every time you get busted. Right. Why don't you just let, rip your heart and let me give you a fresh heart? Right. See, I'm talking about real freedom. and I'm talking about what it looks like. We spend too much time praying to God about what we want. Instead of what he wants from us, what we need, instead of what he's made us for, or what he needs us for, and these are the things. Well, well maybe you're don't. I have. Let me just put it that way. And so God has been dealing with me about it. And since I am preaching, you're just got to get it too. Listen, I get whipping. I'm riding all of you out. Everybody's <laughs> getting whipped too. <laughs> 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 Everybody gets spanked. If it ain't for you, they're good. But he said, grant your heart and not your God. Return to the Lord your God, for He is gracious and compassionate, slow to anger and abounding in love. And He relents from sending calamity." So that means He's saying, "This is all going to go down, right? But if you get it together and you turn your heart around, relent means I'll back off." I'll change my mind. He said, Oh, no, go God, what God's going to do. No he said, If you repent, I won't. And he says it all over the world. If my people will call by my name, will humble themselves and pray, mm-hmm. seek my face, from with the ways, then I'll do what? I'll heal and I'll heal. He's saying, Your sickness and in your, in your lack of healing is because your heart is hard. Humble your heart, I'll heal you. Again, I don't know who this message is for, but it's for me, for sure. So, if nobody else joins me on this journey, this is where I am. Mm. He says, Who knows? He may turn and relent and leave behind a blessing. Oh my God. I I, got to put this down. Do you see what kind of God we serve? You know, I can jack stuff up, I can do some stuff if you don't line up. But hey, First chance he get. You ain't even right yet. But well, who knows? maybe may give you a blessing. Isn't that how you would treat your kids? You a punishment. I'm not going to do this. I promise you, know you're going to get a good grade. You're not going to go out. You're not going to go to the party. But then you see the hottest contract, you're like, right. Okay, I'm up. Ah, All right. That's your father in heaven. Uh, it ain't all judgment or no judgment. It's judgment. But you know what? Give me the opportunity, just turn your heart. Man. I'm looking for a reason. Hey, I, I might turn around and I just might leave a blessing on it. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, he's saying you're supposed to be destroyed, but only my, if you change your heart, not only may I not destroy you, I might throw a little something in there for you. I might put a little something in there for you, in there for you. It's just because Man. this is the God we serve. Now, after I started reading all this, you might you will probably thinking, that he's going to fire a brimstone message. Yeah, but I just wanted to lead you up to, but look who I fired. Amen. Yeah, it was fire brimstone. I didn't want to skip a verse. I wanted everything to stick in. You'll be like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. This, is, this ain't sounding good. He's like, well, just, just bring it up. Yeah. I might have a little something for you. You think that might is true? Mm-hmm. No, it's absolutely fact. Yes, sir. He takes pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. God is more pleased out of blessing you than you are pleased in receiving the blessing. If we just really get that picture, he wants you blessed. I said it so many times in the past more than you want to be blessed. Mm.
0: Who knows?
1: He may turn into land and leave behind a blessing, grain offerings and drink offerings for the Lord your God.
0: Blow the trumpet, declare holy fast,
1: call a sacred assembly, gather the people, consecrate the assembly. This is what I'm doing now. Bring together the elders, gather the children, those nursing at the breast.
0: Let the bridegroom leave his room. Let the bride her chain. Let the priest who ministered before the Lord
1: weep between the, I don't know, the protocol and the altar. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that first one right, but I know the altar is right. Let them say, spare your people, Lord. Do not make your inheritance an object of scorn a byword amongst the nations, why should they say the people, where is their God? Why should they say amongst the people, where is their God? You, mean, you don't want other people talking about Christ. He didn't even talk about the, the so-called believers. He said he don't want other people saying, wait a minute, they serve, they serve, they serve Jesus. Well, where is their Jesus? You know they say that now. yeah. The Lord was jealous for his land. He took pity on his people. The Lord replied to them. You're listening this, sir? Yes. This is after they repented. I am sending you grain, new wine, olive oil, enough to satisfy you fully. Never again will I make you an object of scorn to the nation. God's already changing the plan and he didn't even, even do it yet. You didn't get it right yet. I will drive out the nations. I mean, I will drive them northern. I will drive the northern horde from you. Sorry, far from you. pushing it into a part and the land, meaning all those things that came against you, you can push them away. Its
0: eastern ranks will drown in the Dead Sea.
1: And its western ranks in the Mediterranean Sea. And its stretch will go up, a stench will go up, I'm sorry, a stench will go up, and the smell will rise. I'm gonna read two more verses, but I, I, I wanna just point this out, and I know I stumbled on the reading, because I'm really gonna to get to this verse here, but let me just be patient. I will drive the northern horse far from you, pushing down into the parts of barren land. It's east's ranks down to the Dead Sea, and western range to the Mediterranean Sea. his stench will go up and the smell will rise. I'm not gonna go wrong on this, but I wanna make a point about this. These armies coming against you, he's saying he will push them into parts of dead and they will die and their stench will go up. But just a minute ago, mm-hmm. he was talking about bringing an army against you and he leading.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Now he's talking about because of repentance, not only blessing you and when you see these things about your olive oil and wine back then that was that was considered that was luxury and cash so that we see people now on their, on their videos showing their bling and their cars and all that this was back then equivalent to that olive oil you could go right now to the store and buy extra virgin olive oil but back then it was expensive wealthy people had olive oil and wine and that kind that was a luxury. So he's saying I'm going to put luxuries on you, I'm going to do these kind of things, I'm going to drive the enemies from you. The enemies that you brought on you, I'll drive them
0: from you. The wrath that you brought upon yourself. I have a thought on this. Am I saying in scripture? I don't see God it's having
1: destroying forces. The enemy comes to kill, steal, and destroy. Mm. God comes that you to have life. Right. So I'm thinking if there's a force coming against us like that, he just has to let the enemy lose on us the way he's holding the back. Mm. I don't see him having it. Right. You got it? Yes, sir. I don't see him having that to work with. So I'm seeing him releasing the enemy's hand to go forth. Right. And then once you repent, then he says, okay, done with y'all. <laughs> and he wipes them out and kills them all out please say. Right. Because that's the kind of God he is. God is not evil, nor does he tempt any man with evil. He's not evil. Right. He doesn't have a bunch of diseases up in heaven waiting to pull him down. Right. He got to go to the enemy who wants to do that anyway. And lose him to wreak the havoc he wants to wreak. Right. If I'm wrong, show me scripture and I'll step down. That's my position. That's Watch this, let's go. Surely he has done great things. Do not be afraid, land of Judah. Be glad and rejoice. It's a whole different story, isn't it? Yeah. Surely the Lord has done great things. Do not be afraid, you wild animals, for the pasture and the wilderness are becoming green. The tree are bearing fruit, and the fig tree and the vine yield their riches. Be glad, people of Zion. Rejoice in the Lord your God, for he has given you the Lord's rains because he is faithful. He sends you abundant showers, both autumn and spring rains, as before. The thrush and flow will be filled with grain, and your vats will overflow with new
0: wine and oil. Watch this.
1: I will repay you for the years that the locusts have eaten up and the great locusts and the young locusts and the other locusts and the locust swarms my great army that I sent amongst you you will have plenty to eat until you are full and you will praise the name of the Lord your God who has worked wonders for you. Never again will the people be shamed. Then you will know that I am God in Israel. I am the Lord your God. And that there is no other. Never again will my people be shamed. The judgment, the armies, all these things that come because of our hard-heartedness, our broken heart, our separation from him, it's always God's will to bless you. And every time I read these things about the curse of God, and you keep reading, that it's even the same chapter or somewhere later on in the book. He always comes back to, but here's what I want to do. So even after all this desolation, he said, the green is going to grow back. Things are going to work again. I'm going to do all the stuff I promised you I would do. And more. This needs your heart to be ready. I need you to really be before me. Find out, not what I can do for you, but what I put you here to do. Seek keep first the kingdom of God. Yes. The right standing with him. And everything else will be added. Somebody say, he's a good God. He's he a good God. God. And he wants me blessed. And he wants want me be blessed. More than I want to be blessed. Lord, make me a perfect vessel. To be used by you, to be filled, by you, to be filled by, you, to be by you, and to be refilled by you. In this season of my life, I choose to be changed from glory to glory, glory, to glory in every area of my life. In the name of my Savior Jesus, amen 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 amen. Amen. I want to thank you for your ears, for your time. It's, it's a good season.
0: It's a powerful season. And let's be let's just get ready. Let's just be ready for it. Amen. Amen. Amen.